in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who continues to be with us so that we might continue to be with others. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, pop quiz geography time. Um, uh, how many of you know where, where St. Augustine is? A uh, few of you. How many of you don't know where St. Augustine is? Uh, okay, uh, uh, a couple of you. Uh, St. Augustine is on the east coast of Florida, um, uh, and, and so it, it's uh, uh, kind of uh, just below Jacksonville there. Um, uh, how many of you know where Santa Monica is? Santa Monica, Santa Monica, anybody not know where Santa Monica is? Santa Monica is on like the other side of the country. It is uh, on, on the west coast of, of uh, California. And uh, you can kind of, as I bring up those two places, you can get a sense of the distance between those two places. Now, there's a big distance between those two places, but they have something that's in common uh, with one another. They actually have a story that is in common with one another. And, and that story goes all, all the way back to this guy that uh, was named Augustine of Hippo. And, uh, and Augustine of Hippo was one of the, the great church fathers. He was, he was one of the people in the early church who really sort of defined what it meant to be a Christian. In fact, uh, Martin Luther, uh, if any of you are Lutheran in here, you might, might be interested in this. Uh, Martin Luther was an Augustinian monk, which me meant that uh, when he was a monk, he was a monk in the Augustinian order, the order that sort of looked back to St. Augustine, not the place in Florida, but the person from North Africa, uh, uh, and look back to him as sort of the founder of, of their faith. And, and so uh, that, uh, that his story brings together those two cities. And the way that the story goes is this. There was a lady named Monica. And Monica went and she was a Christian, but she was forced to marry a pagan Roman. And, and Monica uh, continued her faith, even though her husband did not believe similarly to her. And they went and they had three kids. One of those kids was named Augustine. One was named Perpetua, which was a girl. And one was named Navigus, who was a boy. So Augustine grew up with a brother and a sister. And uh, his brother and his sister, well, they were always kind of, well, the good kids. Yeah, you, you, you might know uh, what that's like if you have have a sibling. You know, there, there's always one that's sort of like, oh, that one's the good one. And then there's me. And, and uh, August, uh, Augustine was, was obviously always the one who was like, ah, you know, there, there's them. There's Navigus and Perpetua. And then, well, there's me. And, uh, and for whatever reason, Monica's husband allowed the two good ones to get baptized. He said, well, they can get baptized, that's fine. They can become Christians, but I, I'm going to keep Augustine for myself. Augustine is going to be a pagan. He's going to grow up. He's, he's going to uh, learn my pagan ways, and, and we're just going to split up the family that way. And so sure enough, that's, that's the way things started to go, and yet there, there was always this thing inside Monica who was like, I really want him to be a Christian because I want to know where he is going to end up in, uh, in the resurrection. And 
as uh, Monica continued to uh, pray for Augustine uh, and Augustine, and, uh, and she continued to pray, and eventually her husband got really sick. And even though this is probably a bad way to think about it, she went, oh, well, if he gets sick, and if he gets so sick that maybe he passes away, then, then I can force Augustine to be a Christian. He, he, I can have him get baptized and, and everything is going to be okay. Unfortunately, first of all, his father got well, and so she wasn't able to baptize him at that point. Also, Augustine is kind of the bad kid. And at this time, he starts to act kind of lazy. He starts to kind of do all of the things that you would assume a bad kid would do. You know, he, he's not following what the after-school specials tell him on television. For those of you that remember what an after-school, <laughs> after-school uh, television show is all about, he, he's just doing things that, that are not good. He's, he's getting involved in all sorts of, of awful things. And uh, because of that, then she says, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to step into his life and I am going to convince my husband to send him off to Carthage. And so she says, if he goes off to Carthage to school, basically sending him off to boarding school because he's been a bad kid, if he goes off into boarding school in order to, to learn all of the things that he can learn in Carthage, then maybe he'll start to shape up and maybe he'll become a Christian. And all this while she's praying for him. And you can start to see the distance between the two of them. The distance that's between the two of them that is like uh, from one coast to the other coast. And as you start to think about that distance, that distance becomes even greater. Because while he's in Carthage, Augustine doesn't get better. In fact, he kind of gets worse. He starts to, uh, he gets in with this cult named the Manichaeans. And as he's with this cult, he completely swears off Christianity. He says, I don't want to be a Christian. I'm a Manichaean now. And his, his mother continues to pray for him and pray for him and pray for him until finally one day, Augustine gets sick, and he goes, well, you know what? Maybe mom had something going. Maybe I do need to become a Christian. And at that moment, he turns his life around. He starts being kind of the, the bad kid. He, starts, he stops having this, this distance between him and his mother, and he actually becomes a bishop in the church. He becomes one of the greatest Christians ever known. This guy who started off so far away from his mother, but his mother kept on praying for him, kept on looking for opportunities for him, kept on looking for, for ways in which he could be transformed by the grace of God. Well, that story of Augustine and Monica, that story is, well, first of all, it's a great Mother's Day story. It's a story of, of what 
a mother or a mother figure in our lives can do for us. To be there for us through thick and thin when, when we're making bad decisions for ourselves, that there are people in our lives who, who serve those roles as mothers and mother figures to us. That, that they are there always praying for us, always looking for the best things for us, always looking for ways in which we can come to the good stuff in life. And it's also a great story about what's happening in these readings. In these readings, we see time and time again a sort of shepherding heart. This is, after all, not just Mother's Day, but it's also Good Shepherd Sunday, a Sunday that always shows up the fourth week of Easter. And it's always these readings that, that seem to get at the heart of shepherding. And if you think about what it means to shepherd, well, it means to be there through the thick and the thin. It means to be there during times when the sheep is right next to you and being there with the sheep when the uh, times when the sheep is running away from you and you have to run after them. That is a picture of the grace that God has for us. That God is our shepherd. That God is our Monica. That even when we're running away so far, that he's there looking for our return. Calling out to us by his Holy Spirit. That he is the one who is there for us no matter how far away we run. He's always there saying, come back to me which is really good news for us because we are so often like early Augustine, early Augustine. Or this, it, so often we are the ones that are just trying out new ways to sin. We get up in the morning and we go, I haven't sinned in, in a new way in a while. I'm going to find a new way. I'm going to join a cult. I'm going to do something weird. So often that's the way that we approach God, sort of running away from him. But even in those moments, God continues to call out to us just as Monica continued to pray for her son. And knowing that, knowing that we have a God who no matter what we're doing, no matter if we're being good kids like Perpetua and Navigus, or when we're being bad kids like Augustine, that we have somebody who is there for us, somebody who is shepherding us, so that then we too can bear witness to who that shepherd is in our lives and in the lives of others. Because you see, Monica knew that she could pray to this God because she knew that this God cared for her son. She knew that she could continue to pray for him because she knew that this God continued to care for him and for her. She knew that she could go to him and she could play the long game. And so can we. 
So often, unfortunately, in Christian circles, our witness becomes something where it gets to be sort of about the short game. It gets to be about this moment of uh, witnessing to somebody and, well, if they didn't take it, then that's fine. Then I move on to somebody else. But if we really look at the character of our shepherd God, then we see something different in our witness. We see something that's much more like Monica. And I think we see something that is much more freeing for us we see something where we can say, those people in my life who need to hear the good news of Jesus, God hasn't written them off. God hasn't even written them off if my witness to them doesn't seem like it's working right now. If my witness doesn't seem like it's working with them right now, that might just be where they're at right now. But I can trust in a God who has the long game in mind. I can trust that God continues to put me in this person's life so that I can witness to him, so that I can tell them about how Jesus loves me. And because I know that he loves me, he loves them too. He forgives them too, because that has happened to me in my life. That my shepherd is there beside me for the long game means that your shepherd is there for the long game, which means that the shepherd of anyone that you have ever prayed to receive the Holy Spirit that shepherding God is there with them too. No matter what their lives look like right now, that he continues to work on their hearts. He continues to call out to them as a shepherd, just as he calls out to you. So may you recognize that as you go out into this week, and may you know that you have a shepherding God who shepherds you so that you may go out and be a shepherd to those around you. Amen.